podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview for Villa's game against Chelsea away on Wednesday. I mean, you're pretty much a regular on the Villa View now, aren't you? Probably, probably your favourite channel now. I'm going to say probably make more appearances on the Villa View than you do on Villa on tour through the week now. Let's just calm down. You know, it has. Uh, I've appeared like three times in the last couple of weeks. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's always always good to talk to you, especially because you you were there on um, on Sunday at Old Trafford. I, I watched the 90 minutes live, but you were actually physically at the ground, and I think you came away quite impressed, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I said it when I was um, speaking to Rollo after the game. We were we were 2-1 down at Old Trafford and at the end of the day, especially with our record as well, we've won there once um, in the Premier League era. So it's a, we've got a horrendous record against Man United. Oh, yeah. and to come away with a point when you've been losing, I think you've got, you've got to take it and move on. Um, especially the first half. We were very, very impressive. As I was just saying, we, we should have gone to half-time winning. Um, De Gea didn't have to do a fat lot, I don't think, but we were just controlling the play, counter-attack, and we looked absolutely fantastic. Man United probably came out the second half looking a little bit better, yeah. um, but overall, I think a draw was 100% a fair result. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we were by far the better side in, in the first half. We played some really nice stuff, and we looked like we were causing them trouble on the counter. It looked like every time we came forward, we'd score. And then the second half, Half. Man, you just went for it, didn't they? They went out all out attack, and it was difficult for Villa Villa to cope with that at times. And they had chances, so I think actually two two was was a pretty fair result. Although Jack Grealish scores an absolute wonder goal in the first half, but Dean Smith said he'll be thinking about that miss in the in the second half at a crucial time. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a funny one. I think I thought he was offside. You know, I, I was a bit of a at a funny angle at the ground, so I couldn't really tell the the whole VAR and flags going up and flags staying down is is something that really annoys me. I'm, oh. I'm sure we'll talk about the, the Tyrone Mings uh, goal, but yeah, I thought he was offside, so I wasn't really too bothered at the time. But looking back on it, he's well onside, and he probably should do a little bit better. I know he was stretching, but it's one of them, isn't it? Um, but yeah, not ideal, but fair result in the end. Just talk talk me through the scenes in the away end after that after his goal. Uh, I think I thought from my angle I thought it was a cross so I thought he didn't mean it um, but even so absolute scenes um, you know it was just absolutely fantastic people flying everywhere and the second one not so much because we celebrate for about two seconds stopped and then it was sort of it was something that I'd never experienced before where you celebrated like a minute after the goal's gone in because of VAR and things like that but no the first one was probably the best scenes this season in an away game it was absolutely fantastic yeah I mean I don't know whether you've seen it back but like De Gea's face as Grealish yeah. Grealish's shot cut curls in there's an angle that it, that it showed at the time when I, when I was watching it's just, it's just great one of the best goalkeepers in the world I think two of him wouldn't have got anywhere anywhere near that strike and then yeah the VAR again the second one obviously I'm for well I wasn't fortunate because I'd rather have been there but I'm sat at home so I know that it's onside and I'm looking at it and I know it, I know it's probably going to count but it takes away a little bit from it doesn't it it takes away from Mings as well I mean what a cool guy Mings is even when he's like not sure he still looks really really cool as he's as he's running back I wish I was as cool as him but it's it's some finish from a centre half yeah, it was amazing. I think he, he, he blasted it in and then just kind of ran back to the halfway line, just shrugging and saying, yeah, that, that's me, that's what I do. Um, but yeah, it was something that I'd never experienced before, the whole VAR waiting for the goal thing. It was it was horrible. Um, but now, fair play to Ming's fantastic finish. I think he was there was about, what, five of them running in on it. I think yeah. he was the only one that was onside. So that's what that was why like literally all of us in the away end thought it was offside. But no, fair play to Ming's fantastic finish. I mean, live as well, he had so much, so much space, you just assume 
he's going to be offside. Man, you were playing quite quite a high line f- from that part, but then Brandon Williams was was the one who, I think who who didn't push forward with with the rest of the defence. I'm a little bit disappointed with the two goals we conceded. And they're not directly from set pieces, but they're, they're set pieces in the build-up. And I do feel at the moment that we're shipping in a few too many from from corners and free kicks. Yeah, I see what you mean. Both of them were crosses. I think for the first goal, you've got to give credit to Pereira. I think it was who put the ball. That was in. a lovely ball. What a ball! Yeah, yeah, fantastic ball. Um, Rashford. I know. I say I couldn't really. He couldn't really miss, but it was a heated own goal in the end. But fantastic ball in the second one. Wesley sort of flicks it on, and again, it's a it's a great header by Lindelof to get it in uh, the back post. It is a little bit disappointing um, because those two goals were a little bit soft, both coming from crosses, but. You know, all in all, I think you've, you've just got to take the positives out of the game. It was a little bit unfortunate. It obviously, it gives us things to work on as well. But no, f- fair play to Man United. They, they got what they deserve probably in the end. Yeah. But we've got to take it and move on to, to Chelsea. Yeah, the, moving on to Chelsea. Now, the downside from that Man U game is I think we're probably going to have a couple of, couple of people who started missing to Gilbert's picked up his fifth yellow. So he, he suspended. I thought he was absolutely terrific on Sunday and then also we don't know because Dean Smith hasn't done a press conference or anything yet but I would imagine El Ghazi's going to be out as well yeah, so it was El Ghazi that put the ball in for um, Grealish's goal, wasn't it? I'm not, I, I don't think it was an impact injury I think it just sort of fell a bit awkwardly it so like his ankle to me yeah, it didn't look very good at all um, I thought Gilbert wasn't brilliant in the first half I thought he was probably probably our worst player oh, okay. I'm not sure if I'm being a little bit harsh there in the second half it was, it was a lot a lot better but in the first half I, I, he got caught a little bit but he, he's still going to be a massive miss you'd probably expect Al Mohamedi to come in um, Al Ghazi it didn't look great but you know Trez is a, is a really good replacement to have yeah. he looked good coming off the bench he looked bright beating his player a lot um, on Sunday so I, I don't think it's going to be awful I know they're both you know Trez and um, Al Mohamedi are both obviously is Egyptian they have that yeah. uh, chemistry going down the right hand side so that's, that's going to help 100% I don't think it's you know the worst two replacements to come in but again it's not ideal because it is disrupting the momentum a little bit so it's not brilliant but it, it could be worse it could be worse also limits us from the bench a little bit if there's no El Ghazi and Trezeguet is playing you haven't got the other one to, to bring on which which is, isn't great either. I mean I don't know what's happened to Hotter I thought he was back in training I don't know whether he'll come back and, and take a place on the bench you've obviously got Codger that can play wide as well but I've, I've quite liked having one of El Ghazi or Trezeguet to bring on because that they make an impact when they come on because they're, they're fresh and they're quick and nipper yeah true I think you know, with no Trez to come off the bench, it's not ideal. I think the only one you can sort of think that's going to make an impact going forward coming off the bench is Codger, but I, I don't trust him to no. make a massive impact on the game. You could shove him out on the wing, but again, he hasn't had a lot of football. It's not brilliant. So it does limit us, like you said. I, I don't know what's going on with Hotter as well, but I don't really like him down the wing because I don't think he's fast enough. I don't think he can beat a man. In the middle, we haven't seen it yet, but, you know, it, 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 like you said, it does limit us. It's not fantastic, but you know hopefully we just don't pick up any more injuries in this Chelsea game and we can just go with what we've got yeah it's a busy time isn't it there's loads of games coming up over Christmas and stereotypically this is the time when you will pick up knocks and injuries and I think in a way that does show that our squad's not quite strong enough because you lose a couple and the bench suddenly looks a little bit weak yeah, I don't think the bench this season, I don't think we're strong enough. I think um, in January there's been a lot of rumours going around. We're looking at a winger, looking at a striker potentially. Um, I think winger's probably where we've got to look at. Like I said with Hotter, I don't think I can trust him to beat a man. El Ghazi's a little bit inconsistent, although he has had a really good uh, last couple of games before he got injured at Man United. So it's not really our squad depth is not great compared to you know other teams. But we've got to work with what we've got and hopefully we can just use it to our advantage.
Yeah, so Chelsea have lost on um, on Saturday. They lost to West Ham at Stamford Bridge. So in a way, it feels like a good time to play them. But then also on the flip side of that, I also feel like they won't lose two in a row at home. But West Ham showed you... I mean, West Ham actually, I don't know whether you've seen the highlights back. West Ham looked pretty dominant from what I saw on my match of the day. Obviously, I haven't seen the 90 minutes. But West Ham looked like they had a lot of the game and could have scored more. So one thing about Chelsea is their defence can be gotten at. Yeah, absolutely. I have watched the uh, the match of the day highlights, and uh, especially in the second half, West Ham absolutely dominated them. I can't remember too many uh, clear cut chances that Chelsea actually had. Defensively, like you said, they can get they can be got at. Zuma and Tamori good with the ball at their feet, but actually defending their job, they can probably be got at. Hopefully, Wesley uh, can have a good game. I think he did have a good game against Man United. Wesley, yeah, I think I he gave Maguire he gave Maguire problems. Um, a lot of people, you know, look at Wesley and think. He didn't score um, against Man United, so therefore he didn't have a good game. I think you know everyone's entitled to their own opinions, but it's a little bit narrow-minded. I think you know he was he was bullying players. His passing looked good. He was getting the ball off wide. So you know there's a lot of positives with Wesley there, and hopefully he can have a good game against Chelsea, bully those defenders, and hopefully Grealish can step up as well. And if if he can play anywhere near as well as he did against Man United, he will cause Chelsea a lot, a lot of problems. Because yeah, McGinn was quiet again, I thought, wasn't he? He looks like he could do with a little bit of a rest. I mean, we 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 weren't resting, absolutely no chance. But he's suddenly the last few games, it's good in a way because we've still scored goals and we're still making things happen. But if we'd have had a fully on it McGinn, I think we would have won on Sunday. Yeah, he hasn't really been himself for the last three, four games. No. I don't think. I know. Um, in the Wolves away game in particular there was a lot of pressure on him obviously because there was no Grealish so everyone was you know expecting him to do all the work in the midfield him to step up and you know credit to him he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders because he has been so so good this season so when he has a, a, a you know most times this season he's been a 8, 9 out of 10 but yeah. then when he has a average 7 out of 10 you know it doesn't look as brilliant but I think the players around him are, are stepping up for him when he's not there I think you know it's not anything bad with McGinn he no, might no, just no. have a few few off games I think every player has that and you can't have a go at McGinn for that um, but I think you know at some point he will return to his normal self um, he hasn't been bad I don't think saying he's bad is, is right I think he's just not been quiet at his peak yeah he's been quiet um, but the players around him are doing it so I don't think there's too much of an issue there yeah one of our other standout performers from last season in the championship Tammy Abraham I mean, for a multitude of reasons, I'm hoping he, he isn't fit and available for Wednesday, but it would be absolutely horrific to have to sit and watch him or stand, have to stand and watch him do the business against Villa, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know Giroud played against West Ham, didn't he? And he yeah. got subbed off towards the end of the game. So hopefully he's not in form. I'm a big, big fan of Giroud. Me too. There's been a lot of talk about um, us potentially signing him in January. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, but Tammy Abraham, he's been sensational this season. I think, you know, towards the end of last season, uh, Villa going up, uh, a lot of talk about us potentially signing him because Chelsea, um, you know, they like to go and spend £60 million on a big-name striker, but obviously they have this transfer ban which is kind of worked in their favour a little bit because Abraham has stepped up massively. Me personally, I'm not going to lie, I didn't expect him to step up this well in the Premier League. I think he's, he's been absolutely superb. He can do a bit of everything. Um, technically, he's very, very good um, with his height as well. He, he's such a threat for Chelsea. Um, hopefully, Giroud has an off game um, and hopefully Abraham is not fit. It strikes me as the kind of striker that actually Mings would be okay against. Abraham, I think he relishes those kind of all-round strikers. I feel like he could actually cope with Abraham if he plays, but at the time of filming, we don't know whether Tammy's, Tammy's fit or not. 
They didn't look as good without him. I think Giroud's link-up play is usually absolutely spot on, but I don't think it was coming together for Chelsea at all. On Saturday, and they were talking about Tammy being an absolutely massive miss. I, mean, I think it's difficult for Giroud to just come in and start a Premier League game, having not played in the Premier League for months, not, not started a game. But Mount is one of those ones that seems better when, when Tammy's on the pitch. Pulisic was a bit quiet again on, um, on the weekend as well with, without Abraham. So one player being ours, we've talked about our injuries. If he's out, it's going to affect Chelsea. Yeah, it's because they've got, you know, we keep on talking about it, momentum. They're going to get used to each other and they're going to get used to how Abraham plays. And I don't know if I'm clutching at straws a little bit here, but Mings would, he knows Abraham and whether he'd thrive against him because he knows how he plays, I'm not too sure. But Giroud, he's a, he's a big player as well. Don't think he's as technically gifted as Abraham. You know, he can score a wonder goal, but I don't think with the ball at his feet, he's as good as um, Tammy Abraham. No. So that that's probably a benefit to us. Hopefully, Minks can get in his face and make him panic and things like this. But you talked about Mason Mount there as well. He's a really good player. He stepped up like Abraham from the Championship to the Premier League this season. He's been really, really good. Obviously, got a few uh, England caps to his name as well over Jack Grealish, which is not yeah. not uh, ideal. But you know, fair play to him. He stepped up, and um, you know, he hasn't Giroud hasn't played a lot of football, and Mason Mount hasn't played a lot with Giroud. So hopefully it may, they may have another off day. We, we don't know. It depends what Chelsea turns up. It depends what Villa turns up because you know Chelsea had an off day against the West Ham side that before Saturday. You know they were talking about sacking Pellegrini. So it really is anything can happen. So we just got to wait to see which which team turns up and hopefully we can we can get a result. It's a good chance for Jack actually in the midfield against Mason Mount to try and try and outshine him. I mean I know it's not as simple as that for getting picked, but it's a good opportunity to show Jack to show to a wider audience what what he's got to his game. I mean I imagine there's a chance. Southgate might be there so that that would be quite quite an interesting one the battle of Mason Mountain and Jack Grealish I think yeah absolutely I think you know there's a lot of comparison between Grealish Mount Madison players like these like the attacking midfielders but I don't think there's anyone quite like Jack Grealish no, you know I'd Madison agree. typical number 10 Mason Mount probably a typical number 10 I know he's played out wide a little bit but Grealish is an ace he goes forward and his defensive work rate as well against Man United was very very good I thought Yeah. so I know it's, it's not on Sky is it it's on Amazon because Amazon that's Pro. kicked off yeah it's a bit of a weird one that is but hopefully like you said Mount versus uh, Grealish hopefully Grealish shines and if he played like he did against Man United hopefully he's going to have the upper hand on Mount yeah, I think it's a half seven kickoff actually to those going to the game and those planning to watch it. Don't get caught out by that. Or I'm completely wrong and it's not a half seven kickoff and everyone's going to everyone's going to yeah. tune in early. Well, <laughs> we'll finish with finish with predictions then. Max, I've been I've been bang on two in a row on a view predictions. So I don't know what I'm going to go for, but we'll we'll come to you first. Hmm. I predicted 2-2 against Man United. So I did, yeah. I'm in form as well. I did. Wow. Yeah. So. I don't like being negative, but I think we'll lose. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think we're going to lose 2-0. I know. Ooh, not going to even not gonna score against that bad line. I know. I know we score a lot, don't we? Especially against yeah. the top six. Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United. We've taken the lead. But i just got this feeling. I'd love, love to be proved wrong. But I just think we'll t lose 2-0. Giroud to get one. And uh, Zuma from the back. I'm going to go 2-2 again. That's what, that's what I'm going to have. Wesley first goal. I'm going for Take it. it. I'm doing it. That's what I'm going to yeah, go if we can, If we can go unbeaten against Man United and Chelsea in the space of three days, that would be incredible. Yeah. yeah, so Leicester are obviously going to be a really, really tough game on Sunday. It's a horrible run of fixtures, to be fair. But like you say, if we can come through these next two unscathed, I mean, points aren't ideal, but they, they get they get you on the board, don't they? It's better, better than losing two, two in a row. But we'll be in a pretty good place. 
going going into Sunday if we get another draw. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. So thanks ever so much for joining us, Max. All the usual jazz. Give us a like. Subscribe to the Villa View with your post notifications on if you're not already. Same with Villa on Tour, Max's channel as well. Comment below with your predictions and I'll try and get back to a few of you. I'm sure Max will as well. We've got some videos coming up this week. So the podcast I think we're recording on Thursday morning post Chelsea and the Tony Daly fitness video that's going to be a supreme embarrassment to both me and Tom will be up as well this week. So keep your eye on YouTube and all the other mediums where our content is. Here's to hopefully Villa taking something on Wednesday of the Villa. If you enjoyed that video, why not watch another? Click the video choices on screen now to go and watch them in full. Be sure to subscribe to the channel by clicking our logo there on the left. Easy peasy. Sports Social Podcast Network.